0: My name is Steven Blacksmith and I am a psychopath. As a kid, I always wondered why I didn't laugh at the same things people laughed at or, or why I never felt bad when a family member died. There was this distance I put between myself and my friends and family. I, I couldn't really connect on any sort of emotional level. And I lived that way for 20-some years before I finally figured out what was so different about me. With the help of therapists, a neuropsychologist, and just looking back at my own history, I discovered that I had psychopathy. It was a liberating experience. As I delved deeper into what it meant to be a psychopath, I embraced this darker side of me. I set out to talk with people about why they are the way they are, and just how much of our lives are ruled and molded by emotion and empathy. I realized that I could look at things without the hindrance of blind emotion. This thing, this psychopathy isn't a burden to be hidden. This is a tool to be used to benefit my life. This is a dangerous weapon to combat oppression and fight neurotypical human failings. This is what makes the protector and what makes the outlaw. This is that sexy kind of crazy. No idea what we're doing? That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. No, I thought, do you have any idea what we're doing? No. Oh, good. Good. Hey, okay, welcome. Hey, who, who are you? Uh, I'm Gus Tafoya.
1: I uh, I'm a Gemini.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. There's two of you?
1: Well, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I get a little feisty.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I hear that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. I'm an Aquarius, so uh, I'm... Well, I don't put any stock in sort of like Zodiac symbols anyway. Oh, no, sure. Uh, but I'm just dead inside, is <laughs> basically. Yeah. So we don't have to. And, uh, yeah, one of the hosts of one of our podcasts is literally a day younger than me. Really? So he's the same. and he, Yeah, it's a lot of things were like mirror image. Yeah. Like, oh, you're dead inside too. Good. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like up at 3 in the morning
1: and I'll be... Talking to myself, and I'm like, Gus, you're such a Capricorn. And I say to that myself as a Gemini, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: And you know, you know better. Yeah, I, don't know I, sh- I should know better,
1: but I think Capricorns like loyalty or some other random. oh ah, you know. gross. Yeah, I don't need that loyalty. Yeah, something dumb.
0: No one needs loyalty.
1: They just pick the first few, like you know, exciting. What are those adjectives? Yeah, adjectives. Yeah. of people. Yeah, and they just pick the first few ones out of the dictionary.
0: Oh, loyal. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know, another adjective. Curious? Mm. You're, you're very curious. I think that's, that's
1: something like, uh, you'd hear on an animal documentary, this yeah. guy is curious.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's something that a sign yeah. would denote. Stalking the young Capricorn, you'd find that he is curious. <laughs> of the Leo across the bar. <laughs> we can tell by the way he walks he's an Aquarius. <laughs> what the hell's that supposed to mean? I don't
1: know, just your your uh, natural gait, man. Okay, oh, I have a terrible your curious natural gait.
0: gait. Oh, yeah, it's very exploratory, yeah. I would say. <laughs> very odd. Yeah. Uh so, of course this episode is about zodiac signs great no I'm just kidding screw that that just seems kind of dumb isn't it well no (laughs) we're pretty deep into it right now (laughs) yeah if this isn't a podcast about psychopathy then that Mm -hmm. would make sense that we eventually do like a like a zodiac yeah you know that would be kind of cool actually uh because um I do see a lot of myself in Owen who is the the Aquarius that's also a host for super talk yeah yeah uh so that is interesting So, but we're talking about comedy today. Sure, yeah, let's do it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We talked about comedy on other episodes um, Mm -hmm. with uh, Stephen Armijo. We talked about memes and that kind of thing. Yeah, but I kind of want to talk about comedy and like stand-up, film, things like that, TV. And just see what people find funny because I have an interesting comedic journey myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. We've actually met in an improv class. That's right. Or uh, club, I club, should say.
1: Yeah. No, nobody's getting a grade for it.
0: <laughs> well, I was grading all of you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you passed. <laughs> but it's pass fail, so it's simple. I'd
1: like to change that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> so you just fail. Yeah. If I could fail an improv class, I'd put that on a resume, man. Oh that's, yeah. That's hilarious. And then you put, I failed because I'm too edgy. Yeah. You know? Or, yeah. I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> oh, do you? I am I ask a lot of questions when I do improv, not because I don't think I'm lazy when I do my questions, but yeah. I ask questions because I get to a certain point and I'm genuinely curious what they have to say. And I'm like, so what do you think we should do next? Because I'm really just wondering what they,
0: you really what don't they know? might have yeah. to do.
1: Yeah. I'm like excited that they have an idea. So I'm
0: like, come on. What should we do? Yeah what are yeah. you uh what do you want to do um yeah i I guess so I guess it's it's hard to yes and something, yeah. you know, and yeah. especially when it's going uh in a way that you don't didn't intend it to go right right, uh but if you take it and you're like, you know what, let's hear what you have to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. which it's like putting someone on the spot, which is something we don't tend to do right um but sometimes you just want to, it's like. Oh, I have a lovely day in the park and this is great and then your partner mm-hmm. says something like man my grandma was just eaten by a crab yeah and you're kind of like okay well the parks like yeah. cool and lovely but I kind of want to hear more about this crab yeah. so you just put them on the spot a little I guess bit we're in more. a fish hatchery now is where yeah. We're at. <laughs> yeah well the grandma was at least yeah <laughs> we know that much um, so what is it you like about improv like what even gets you excited oh, about comedy? Oh,
1: those are two different questions.
0: But yes. I'm going to try to answer both answer. of them. Answer both yeah. of them, not at the same time. That's fine. I think I can do that.
1: <laughs> I, I'll, I'll start with the improv one. But improv is really great because it's not just like... I first off loved it when somebody told me like, dude, you can't mess up in improv. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's rules, but like if you break them, you're not going to get reprimanded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really you just focus on all these things that you can do right. And you can do so much right in improv. Yeah. And that's really great. And also I love my favorite thing. I consider myself a pretty sociable person. Mm-hmm. Sociable. Uh, that's not the word. Yeah. yeah uh, like I, I love talking to new people because I love just like finding out what they have to say. You know what I mean? Like. And I'll bring that point back up later, but sure. I love, uh, I love feeling through the audience. And I'm doing some hand motions right now, like, <laughs> like swimming. Yeah. But I love making a joke, listening, and trying to see what's happening with them. If I make a joke about my grandma, who was just eaten by a crab, And they don't like that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, let's try to go dark this time. (laughs) And then you go dark or maybe they're like really maybe that maybe they're into fart jokes. Maybe they're into like accents. You know what I mean? And it's really fun because like all these people are so different uh, and I love discovering where the show goes. And uh, I love having that enthusiasm of Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to get them to laugh. Yeah, And that's a lot of fun. That's my favorite part.
0: That's good. And that's, yeah. a, that's a really uh, common thing in improv too. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when we talk about, well, the, the concept is called heightening. Yeah. when you do it. Yeah. If uh, any of the viewers, listeners have ever hear, like seen uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway or something like that or any sort of improv troupe, is the most popular game mm. in the history of the world. Right. I don't like it. It's called Ding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in which case, you would say something like, uh, my grandma was just uh, hit by a bus. Ding. And my grandma was just... Uh, uh, ran over by a reindeer. Ding. My grandma was just eaten by a crab. And then you'd stop there. Yeah. It's yeah. The, it's heightened these levels to the, like the most outrageous thing. Right, right. Or you take it in the complete opposite direction yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, but then it's interesting because you never know what someone's going to laugh at. Right. Sometimes you say right. the funniest thing on the second thing. Yeah. And then your yeah. third is just shit. Right. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> you already dinged past it. So there's no <laughs> going back.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about my experience with comedy and sure. how I uh, did it growing up. But what was yours? Because I only met you when oh, you man. were already well-developed yeah. in that world.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you met me my first day at Improv Club. Oh, my wow. first day really? of Improv ever. Okay. And um, oh, man, my whole journey through comedy has kind of been this thing where it's like I think it started off very... If I'm not funny, who am I going to be? You sure, know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, if you can't get somebody to laugh, or I was always like, I was never a cool kid per se, but I was able to talk to people who were popular. Sure, because yeah. Because I was able to get them to laugh and they'd be like, oh, G- Gus, get on over this. What do you think about this? Or mm-hmm. something like that. And I think it, and I don't know. Sometimes you can be the nerd. Sometimes you can even be the jock if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. But comedy was just the thing where it's like, well, I can always. I've always been able to do that. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it. I don't know if it was as much of an identity crisis as like, if I'm not funny, I'm nothing, which it could be, and mm-hmm. I know it is for a lot of people. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's great to be funny. Yeah. But. I, I, when when I was funny, I just felt like, well, this is this is probably peak Gus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm gonna get better at this. Not even talking about improving my comedy, but I like you know, just being the best yourself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's interesting. Yeah, like the way I started uh, was I always felt very detached from. Everyone, right? The entire human race, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And about my teenage years, I started watching a lot of stand-up comedy. I yeah. thought that was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, it was very much uh, like testing the waters. Yeah. To like try to understand what people thought was funny and mm-hmm. what they didn't, because a lot of times things I would watch movies in like a crowded theater and um south park and the simpsons have both done this mm-hmm. where you know you got the lone boy in the theater and everyone around them is laughing yeah. at something on the screen yeah and they're like do i not have a soul like yeah. what is this <laughs> yeah uh yeah. so it's very interesting when i thought about that i'm like why do why do I not understand why people are laughing mm-hmm. at this or, mm-hmm. or whatever? Because I didn't find it funny. Right. I don't find a lot of mainstream stuff like yeah, that I funny understand. that other people do. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I was probably like 15, 16, I got a group of friends. Uh, basically, like the same way, I was uh, like the funny guy. But mm-hmm. I was doing comedy that I thought that I didn't even like you right. know yeah i was it was like 16 we were dumb you know i had a mixed group of like boys girls all that yeah. stuff and it would be like ah he's the guy who does like the sex jokes or right. the risque yeah. humor all that stuff we've all been down that road yeah yeah. yeah yeah and uh it's it's like you're connecting with somebody but then you're just like you're making a 15 year old laugh it's right. it's right. not like comedy gold or anything but yeah. you're gaining points you know mm-hmm. you're getting in with mm-hmm. the cool kids and all that shit yeah uh so i felt like that was like a way to kind of put myself in there to connect with somebody, Mm -hmm. to connect with people on that level. Not that I really even cared to, but it was just a way to get me out into society a little bit more. Yeah. Uh so I I learned that way and I I did the stupid jokes for a long time. Right. Got reprimanded for it a lot. Uh Mm -hmm. in like creative writing classes and (laughs) shit like that. Sure, sure. And I didn't really understand it. And then I was uh doing some sort of project that was just, like, so dumb. We had to do, like, a road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to, you know, mile, like, measure out the the miles it's going to take, the money, the gas, and all that yeah, shit. No yeah. one did any work. Sure, sure. So that time, we all got up in front of my class. Uh, nobody wanted to say anything, and they were just all shy and shit. Yeah, yeah. And so I just did, like, a type 5 stand-up act. You know, yeah. that was it. Yeah. And um, about just, like, where we're going, what we're going to do, just total improv, making it up. Right, right. And it was uh, a little fucked up. Mm-hmm. And so my teacher took me outside, and he's like, uh, you know, you think you're funny. That's, yeah. that's not funny. And I'm like, come on, man. George Carlin talks this way. He's like that. But then uh, he said something He's like, yeah, but he he really thinks about the things he's going to say, you know. Oh, it's yeah. not just fucking yeah. stupid crap. It's very deep kind of well things he did say, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um but it was well thought out right? Right. and it was uh, right. playing with societal norms and it was very complex what George mm. Carlin was doing. And I was just like, well, this works with my friends, you know, yeah. uh, it's, but it's it's not anywhere near like that kind of grade. Yeah. So I was just kind of, it made me think, start, I was probably 18 at the time, mm-hmm. real stupid. And I had to think about like, what, what is my writing? You know, it's right. just ridiculous. I was looking back at all of my old short stories and all that stuff, which was mm-hmm. always God awful, but made the class laugh. But then I really had to understand not just like why people laughed, but mm-hmm. what funny really was. Right right and it's it's hard to it's easy to make someone laugh but it's hard to understand the concepts behind why someone is laughing yeah and to try and improve on that as a comedian as a person Hmm. so it's very different like that you yourself have been studying uh what was it yeah. Film and comedy my
1: my i did a project uh because i'm still in high school uh yeah. i did a end of the year project so my school runs uh I'll bring it up because we have time, whatever. <laughs> but my school is a charter school, and they want to get rid of park testing, if you're familiar. It's yeah. like the big end of the year test. Awful. Yeah. And they want to change that up, and they want to do something where basically for half of the year, you work on this huge project on a to- on any topic of your choosing. Okay. But then you spend six months doing this project, gathering resources, making a thesis, and then you present it to the whole school during these two days where it's just presentations. Oh, cool. Okay. It's pretty cool. However, <laughs> the great flaw in the plan is that to prove to the board, to the state, that it's a good enough uh, uh, I don't know. substitute, substitute yeah. for the park test, uh, we have to do the park test and the... Oh, presentations, shit. Okay. And it'll take like another five years to prove that it's good enough. Mm-hmm. So we're doing testing and all this stuff, but you know, that's just a little complaint. But I did mine on, <laughs> I did mine basically on comedy theory. And it, it, I talked a lot. My main thesis point was that comedy isn't supposed to be like a superiority thing where mm-hmm. it's like making fun of somebody specifically uh, sort of And there's three theories to comedy One is like I don't even care about them But Yeah uh, You can make fun of somebody Or degrade somebody And make other people around them laugh That's the basic uh, Yeah Idea of it Or what you can do Is you can just make fun of something Not relevant And then you make everybody feel good And mm-hmm. it's kind of like Instead of me trying to belittle somebody in the audience mm-hmm. You know like You know whatever uh how however some comics would do or something like that but you would um you just you you make sure your material isn't belittling somebody and then instead of like focusing this negative energy Mm -hmm. out in your comedy you're just spreading out this like almost frivolous but also positive energy when you're talking and then they'll send it back to you and it's kind of like this more of a relationship like buyer and uh business person yeah rather than like i'm out to like flail my wit you know what i mean sure yeah and just like show myself how funny i am and it shouldn't be this kind of like fight to prove that i'm the funniest because i've i'm sure everybody you know who, mm-hmm. who likes to be funny and everybody likes to be funny but when you get down that road like if i didn't make somebody laugh one day in class let's say middle school yeah i would be just beat up and I would be like, well, that was a funny joke. They should have laughed. Like, Dude, I still I do I'm that. Funny. Yeah, I know. And I try to teach myself not to do that because I'm like, well, it doesn't matter that they didn't laugh, but I know yeah. I'm going to be able to, I know I've made them laugh before. I know I'll make them laugh after that. Yeah. But it's also just kind of like, uh, comedy shouldn't be about feeding yourself. It should be about spreading joy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It should be about making people laugh, not trying to make yourself feel good. And, uh, and Here's the thing. It's not wrong to make yourself feel good. Mm-hmm. It feels great when you make somebody laugh But the thing is is that if you aren't focusing on trying to make somebody laugh and you're just trying to focus on make your Make yourself feel good uh, it, It's kind of like this whole different a- action mm-hmm. between audience and comedian and it's just a separate thing
0: Yeah, yeah, but I also like see there is a lot of participation camaraderie right in these uh, shows, like, I, I don't like Celebrity Roast. No, I think they're no. awful and stupid. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, uh, MTV has a Yo Mama show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. which is, it's very participatory with the audience. Though, yeah. And they feel like they're in it, but I think there has to be, there's probably a very uh, specific kind of people that right. really enjoy that stuff. Right. Uh right. and now Comedy Central has, you know, some uh, comedy stand-up wars or something like yeah. that where they're just like, "Ah, man, you look like a piece of shit." Yeah. And then it's just a back and forth of this nonsense that is it's not funny. No. In any sort of way. At least I don't think so. Some people no. do, yeah. but I think you're right that it does ostracize way more people than it brings in. Right. right. And I don't I can't imagine them doing very well with, like, uh, worldwide with ratings and things like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the great thing about comedy as well is that it should be by the people for the people in the perfect system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's people that you can relate to relating to the audience right back at you. And things like that, I I have a huge <laughs> uh, paranoi- paranoia mm-hmm. and distrust of mainstream comedy. Sure, I, yeah. I really worry... It just kind of frightens me, like, you know, Netflix has, like, a whole section dedicated to, like, stand-up nowadays. Okay, yeah. And it's kind of interesting, and I don't want to say, like, well, people don't deserve, not everybody deserves their own special. Mm -hmm. But I think it's kind of the thing where it's, like, I'm not sure comedy is supposed to be, like, um, this demographic Mm -hmm. of, like, marketing or, like, culture and I, because it sort of already is But it's it's becoming this thing where They're trying to build it up You know what I yeah. mean And I'm sure you've noticed There's lots of like movies f- Focusing on show business more There's mm-hmm. lots of movies yeah. about stand-up comedians um, TV shows too Right, right, exactly Maisel,
0: Marvelous Miss Maisel or yeah, yeah, yeah
1: And um, just the thing like <laughs> Maybe it's honestly me just being scared Like well, I I have to get into that Not everyone can be into that mm-hmm. But uh it's also kind of like I want comedy to remain pure in a way sure yeah but I don't want these the like I don't want people diluting the waters um with this kind of thing that they're just pretending is comedy yeah you know
0: what I mean exactly yeah and uh, talking about pretending is comedy do you ever watch uh, sitcoms on YouTube that have the last the laugh track? taken out yeah yeah Yeah. i totally have uh so and then you'll notice that like uh shows like the big bang theory right are they don't tell jokes they just have laugh tracks that just they tell you when something's funny and it just and it's also self-deprecating too right like 90 percent of it it's like uh oh howard you're a fucking nerd yeah, And that's not a joke, but there's a huge laugh track yeah, behind it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> look at that. He's a nerd. Uh, right, right. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, it doesn't perpetuate like good comedy, mm-hmm. I don't that's think. That's right. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I think there is um, something to be said about all the shows that are coming out that right. are very uh, understanding of the behind-the-scenes aspect of, yeah. and how things are put on. Yeah. Uh, But sometimes there are really good shows like that as well. Mm -hmm. Like Marvelous Mm -hmm. Miss Maisel is great. Really great. Um, Dirty Rock was one of my favorite shows. Very much like that. Understandably.
1: Yeah. And um, I heard a quote. uh, I'm not sure if you do, but I watch comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, I don't? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I love Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, I just think he's, I think his relaxed nature and his like, uh, he's like a, a real optimist. He's like a nihilistic optimist Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like he doesn't care but he's happy that nothing matters and uh, I really just appreciate that kind of view but he said something like the comedy uh, pool will purify itself and I find that very um, heartful (laughs) yeah because it's kind of like you know and the truth is is that uh, even we can get like really in-depth and like analyze like well you shouldn't make fun of people or maybe you shouldn't ostracize or maybe you shouldn't self-deprecate. Mm-hmm. But also the weird thing is that in like a real situation, uh, I don't think a laugh track is a real situation. No. Yeah. But like in a real situation, if you're up on stage and if you make a self-deprecating joke, but you know, the room laughs like that's comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's totally respectable. Great job, mm-hmm. you know, and it just kind of the thing where it's like comedy really is just this such dynamic structure
0: of like, Everything and anything you can imagine. Yeah, and that's that's why it works Yeah, and there's also something to be said about comedians in cars getting coffee right. because they're very uh, Candid mm-hmm. at that moment, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and candidness is I think where you find most of the the funny in the world Yeah, and yeah. sometimes you can be kind of outrageous and sometimes you could just be like Jerry Seinfeld you know yeah. just very bare bones out there like right. you said nihilistic optimist mm-hmm. um but you know like my stand up routines are are different than the way i talk to my fiance and what we find right. absolutely <laughs> funny right right uh just the other day it was fathers day mm-hmm. and um She I I was I don't know what happened like I was feeling sick or something like that and she just said oh Is it because your dad abandoned you and which is this fucking hilarious? Yeah, yeah, and we we are the worst people Just with each other right? Yeah, yeah, and that's fine Mm -hmm. like I understand that the whole world doesn't think that way or it when you're playing to a bigger audience uh, it's a little bit different and yeah. you can connect on different things like that. Yeah. Uh, totally. but if, you know, we tell de- we don't want kids, we might tell dead baby jokes to each other. Constantly, sure, you sure, know? sure. And that's fine with us because mm-hmm. fuck who's going to hear, you know, it yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. We don't care about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, in my standup routine, I try to do things that are much more broad and, yeah. um, You know, just, like, I have Walmart jokes, like, a lot of Walmart jokes in there. Yeah. uh, Because I used to work there, and everyone knows it's just a crapple. Yeah. And you can connect on things like that. Exactly. Uh, But then we're talking about, like, old tweets and stuff like that. We're talking about James Gunn just got fired from Disney. Um, (laughs) Which is really funny, actually. Yeah. (laughs) But But he was very much in that spot where he was trying to uh, just try to... Shock people into mm-hmm, laughing mm-hmm. at this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it was kind of dumb. Yeah. he was yeah. Uh, in his 30s by then when yeah. he made those tweets. So it, it was, um, he was still in that mode, that kind of. I don't know if you've ever seen his trauma film. No. Uh, where he used to write with trauma, did Toxic Avenger and stuff like that. Yeah. He did like uh, Romeo and Juliet. Um, I can't even remember. They're like Undead. Oh. Uh, uh, crazy stuff, but like giant penis monsters and yeah, things like that. Yeah, Just yeah. very yeah. shock valuey kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love James Gunn, right? Right, but right. He, he was very much. Uh, in the past as a person right now yeah even when he was still working for Disney yeah very much like I've grown as a person I know the comedy that I used yeah. to do yeah. was not comedy that I do now was, right I don't find that kind of stuff you know funny or even passable now yeah I'm gonna tell my yeah. viewers and a lot of that stuff uh, I, I mean I I'll admit you know I did really 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 terrible jokes when I was in my teens, early twenties, right, right. still doing that. But you learn. And yeah, I think exactly. it's a very it's a very woke kind of time, not to use that stupid word woke. Oh, no, sure. <laughs> but um you know, even now I find myself saying something that would be like, Oh wow, that's really uh, not cool mm-hmm. to say right now. Yeah, and, you know maybe I could I can change it because the great thing about comedy is that uh there's always avenues to go down I think the people yeah, that are like yeah, totally. I can't tell rape jokes anymore mm-hmm. it's like what is that all you could do yeah you know yeah exactly you're a fucking one trick pony you can't tell right, a joke about Walmart right. like who cares yeah
1: Yeah. there's so many things to say about that like uh, and it, it's really interesting like how I, I find that uh, when you hang out with comedians like me and you I'm talking right now mm-hmm. or like My favorite part of improv club actually is in between the scenes when we're actually like at the top of our game for whatever reason, you know what I mean? And somebody comes off Mm -hmm. and they say like, oh, I thought you were going to say blah, 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 blah. And then Mm. everybody laughs or they have a comment about the scene or actually uh, the other great part is when you hang out on the porch afterwards Yeah. and you're talking and it's it's like really candid like that. But um I kind of forgot what I was saying, but uh, you, you just sort of, uh, when you, yeah, I forgot what I was saying, but I'm going to say something else, <laughs> Sure. which is that um, you were talking earlier about like, how you talk with your wife and the kind of jokes you do on stage? Mm-hmm. Um, like when you're younger, especially you do really go through that learning process. Like when I was younger, sometimes you, you have friends and you know, only like, okay, if I'm going to make them laugh, I gotta do this. Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. And other times, uh, if you're hanging out with somebody, it's just constant trying to one up another. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's really competitive. But uh, the I'm gonna go back to the avenues. Uh, <laughs> I think a really great uh, comedian is able to like, you know, because everything's really weird and everything's honestly really funny. Just like because everything, <laughs> just somehow, is so convoluted and so. Uh, so around us mm-hmm. that um we can uh, I think we can find anything out of it. Even sure. if it's not great material, but you know what I mean? Like uh especially in comedians and cars getting coffee, not to say that Jerry Seinfeld doesn't edit out like his worst jokes on the yeah. show when they're talking. But if like you're talking to Jerry Seinfeld and you're talking about like a lake you were passing by, I'm sure he's got like two to three minutes on lake material. Sure, you yeah. You know what I mean? And uh that's not even like premeditated, but it's just kind of the thing. Like, you know what I've always found weird about lakes? Mm-hmm. Like everybody. I've also learned that everybody has a stand up. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody has something, even if they don't know it. But everybody has like two or three stories that they love telling. Yeah. That are uh, honest to God, uh, like really, really funny. Mm-hmm. And then everybody has found something really interesting. Like the other day I was sitting in my grandma's house. And she was like, you know what I find really weird is that this tissue box is made out of two completely different colors. And I thought it was really funny (laughs) because she just was sitting in her house, complete silence. And she's like getting angry. that This tissue box is like two different shades of color Mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to be. And she started talking about it. And um, like that's an act right there. It is, yeah, yeah. and
0: it's a very sociable thing. When right, people get these like party anecdotes that yeah. they just talk yeah. about all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worse when you like know somebody and they only have three. Yeah, and you're just friends yeah. with them, and yeah. you hear the same story for yeah. like forty years, yeah, that's and then right. you eventually murder them. Right. Yeah, I mean, everyone has one of those stories. Yeah, but it's <laughs> also things. Uh, we can connect to so many things like you're saying, like Jerry Seinfeld might have that, those anecdotes about a lake or things like that. Um, Just, we all experience everything. We have such a connected world right now Mm -hmm. that I think that it's stupid not to uh, understand that uh, if you tell a rape joke that someone's going to be, yeah, really triggered by it. Not yeah. even just offended, but might even have like PTSD or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, because we're bombarded by all this culture. We yeah. we've seen that sen- scenario played out a million times. Yeah. So I mean, everyone makes mistakes, especially yeah. on Twitter and shit like that. Sure. Um, but it's just kind of mind-boggling to say like, Roseanne, you really didn't know that tweet was racist. You know, yeah, shit yeah. like that. Right, right, um, right. I just kind of. Reckless and irresponsible. That's why I kind of thought let's get someone in here to talk about comedy Mm -hmm. think about things like that Is it inherently like a psychopathic thing to do, but I don't think so. Yeah, Uh, I don't think so because I think When you're talking about a a psychopathic person They want to have the most power and they want to have the most control sure and I think that they're the type of people that would appeal to the broadest audience. Yeah. Rather than, I'm going to stand up for my right-wing friends or my left-wing friends. Yeah. And I'm only going to say jokes that appeal to them. Yeah. So what about uh, comedy that's like co-opted by people? So we talk about um, Rick and Morty. Yeah. And man... Some of the fans are just fucking. They take it in such a way. Right. Even though Dan Harmon, Justin Rowland, they don't mean it in this way. If you ever <laughs> listen to Harmon Town, they're yeah. just like, "You guys are pathetic weirdos." Yeah. Uh, but they the some of the fans take it away. It like, "Oh yeah, women suck." Oh men. right? Uh, that sound like a Rick and Morty character now. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> women, right? Yeah. Uh, or you know, they take it in like a white nationalist kind of way. Yeah. And you're like, where are you getting? these ideals from yeah, yeah it's nihilistic yeah but that doesn't mean you know they're right. anti-feminist or anything like yeah. that it's a bit odd uh, yeah
1: i don't know sometimes comedy is weird because like there's people who who get up and it's like it's 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 not even really shock value but it's mm-hmm. like and i don't know dan Harmon's weird but <laughs> yeah uh, it, he he likes uh, playing out of left field with the card up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. And he's not playing the same game you are. Yeah. And he wants to cheat. He's just really like uh, trying to throw you for a loop. And I really respect comedy like that because I mm-hmm. love just... I mean, I don't know about you, but comedy that just... Uh, The weirder it gets the funnier it gets you know what i mean yeah they're like
0: uh but well um, i'm kind of on the fence about that like i need some structure in an environment like i oh sure i could not like the eric andre show that would drive me crazy no Yeah. yeah that's
1: a that's a really good point i like i like it when they sort of just dip their foot in the water and sort of tease it you know what i mean yeah like i enjoy comedy writing where it's like they sort of build up this this punch or something like that. And then they say, like, but this is why I think um, God doesn't exist. Yeah. And then he says something just totally random or something like that. But the Eric Andre show really is just like completely without structure, mm-hmm. just for people who like, uh, you know, secondhand embarrassment. But sure. also, like, yeah. you know, the cringe factor, but also just the really weird Mm-hmm. The really, really weird stuff, but I enjoy comedy. I don't even have a good example, but it's like, I don't know. They're like, let's say 2010's SNL or something like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But like Andy Samberg's still their Lonely right. Island kind of right. stuff. Right. Yeah. Just like things that you just didn't really expect. And it's like, it's not, you can understand it even if it doesn't make sense. That's the kind of stuff I think is really funny, but. Eric Andre, I don't understand it, and it doesn't make sense. But, (laughs) like, Lonely Island will do something like, I don't know, Jizz in My Pants or something like that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. this is kind of weird, and I don't really get what they're trying to do here. Yeah. But it's pretty funny, and they're doing it in a way that can, like, tell
0: me exactly what they're doing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And it's a story, and we kind of associate it with it more. Right, right. Things like that. Uh, because we don't really associate very well the human condition with something yeah. that's not in the three-act structure. Right, right, Something right. that's like, uh, like uh, what am I thinking? It was on Adult Swim 2, and it's like um, two guys. Do you know what I'm talking about? And they're uh, insane. Eric. Tim and Eric. Oh, yeah. Tim and Eric, yeah, awesome yeah, show. Yeah, great yeah, job. Yeah. Uh yeah, I never understood right, any of that. Right, right. And I was I was like twenty when that came out or yeah, nineteen. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, this is for me. This is made for me. Why am I not yeah like associating with any of this? Yeah. It's just insane. Maybe I'm not high enough. Right I don't know. Sure, sure. Um that's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> Tim
1: and I have some weird feelings about Tim and Eric show. And they surprise you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes they'll do something and it's like uh, it's like the joke that they meant to set you up for the bigger joke is funnier. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's, uh, yeah, Tim and Eric is a, is a really great example, just like the, J- the Eric Andre show. And there, <laughs> there's this one show on MTV. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old it is, but it was called Silent Library. I don't know if you know. about
0: Oh it. man, I did watch Silent yeah. Library. I liked it a lot.
1: I love Silent Library because the whole thing was that you had to be really quiet in the library, mm-hmm. but they put you through mini games, right? Yeah, like little tests, stupid things. And there yeah. was one where it was like jocks beating you with a dead cold fish, <laughs> and you had, and all of your buddies had to be completely silent mm-hmm. as you were getting beaten by this fish. But it's the thing is that it's hilarious, and it's yeah. like, why is this really funny? But it's just like really dumb actions, but the fact that it's like breaking your mental pattern, your, your mental recognition, yeah. uh, just like puts you in that state.
0: Yeah. And those, those things are good too. When we associate with, uh, feelings or moments like getting beaten with a fish, cause right. we can, we can empathize in sort of way yeah, with that because, uh, we've all been, you know, hit by right. something right. at right. some right. point. Right. Uh, Fisher otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Another loosely connected series of vignettes kind of uh, Mm. MTV show is Jackass, which is fucking hilarious at times. Right, right, right. Uh, Just people getting hurt, I think, is the number one thing. Yeah. You know, Um, I find it hilarious when people get hurt. And, uh, like, there's no protective instinct. If my little nieces, who were children, hurt themselves horrifically, Mm. that is the funniest thing. Right. You know, I have no... No instinct to help them. I just sure. want to laugh. Yeah, yeah, uh, and just pretty much anybody, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if that's gonna make me a little bit crazier than the rest. I don't know. But if someone was like mm-hmm. hit by a bus, yeah, you know, and yeah. just totally died, I might think that's funny for the brief moment yeah. before I help them. Right, right, right. right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if uh, am I alone in that? How about you? Would you? I think, uh, like, even just a microsecond of awe or well, I think absolutely. I
1: mean, like, <laughs> there. I mean, I, I think a lot of comedians do this, but um, not only it's like you play the game of levity where a serious situation, but obviously you got to make a joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also the thing where it's like, it. Sometimes it's just better if something serious is going down. Mm-hmm. Like, what better to do than to just start laughing? Because yeah, uh, a lot of the serious things are honestly ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like. I'm out of examples but like there's just things that um it's just really funny you yeah know what I mean and there's things like uh I I'm I find myself in a similar situation but usually I'm the kind of person to laugh when like the other day I was driving my car and I just saw this like loose tarp on the back of a truck and it was yeah. like gonna fly away and I, I thought it was hilarious and I guess it was just because it was going to fly away and they were never going to find it again. Sure, and they were going to have yeah. to spend, you know, another $20 on a new tarp. Uh huh. But I just thought it was really funny. But uh, I find little moments like that um, where it's like, uh, and if you were
0: getting hit by a bus, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't see any reason why we can't laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think those moments you kind of bring on yourself. Like, right. if you're hit by a bus, I think it's okay it's not funny if say it's uh someone driving into a crowd of protesters sure not funny at all right um but if you're jaywalking uh when the stoplight is literally 20 feet in front of you yeah and you didn't wait and you yeah. get hit by a bus yeah that's hilarious yeah like that totally. is absolutely hilarious yeah uh one time i was on uh, paseo which is a horribly busy street in Albuquerque, yeah. and a little puppy was terrified and it was a puppy and it ran under a car going 60 miles an hour yeah and it did like this crazy somersault tumble and all this <laughs> yeah. shit and then it, like did a backflip yeah and it was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen right. but I, all of a sudden I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a puppy you yeah, know? yeah yeah I mean it doesn't know any better right A person walk jaywalking across the street a busy street yeah getting hit by a bus that person should have known better yeah and that's hilarious to me. yeah. Uh, I think it's just like the folly like the, of, that a person brings on themselves yeah you know, yeah maybe they misjudge something. Or maybe they like they had this hubris that was right, like right, I won't right, right. they'll stop for me. Yeah, I'm yeah, a person. Yeah, it's like we're not in a parking lot. Yeah, like if I'm going 45, I don't want to slow down because your ass thinks you can cross the street. Right, right, can't. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think context makes
1: almost everything funny. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. If you just place one thing, and I think that's why I find little things funny. But it's like if you just place this next to like I don't know. Let's go with the awful example, which is like children dying in Ghana. Yeah, horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Awful. But like, this is hilarious by, by standards. And you know what I mean? Or or like some guy being like, I have a business meeting to get to. Mm-hmm. I I want a bagel before I go to my meeting. And okay. I have a top hat on. So obviously I take priority over all of you. Ooh. And then he walks across the street, gets hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. But like uh, when, when you have a joke like, or or even like an actual joke with a punch and a setup and all that. It's the it's like dissecting the joke and finding out what does make that funny. Mm-hmm. And it's the things that set it all up, you know what I mean? The yeah. things that like it's not just the whole uh Eric Andre show where For it's sure, like yeah. Hannibal Buress getting shot. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah. it's like the context of like maybe I I find that scene funny, but I find it funny because the scene before they were talking to Haley Joel Osment about like you know stocks and bonds or something like okay. that and yeah. then they, you know do a flash cut to them shooting Hannibal Burris or something like that but uh, I think context uh, makes a lot of things funny
0: absolutely I was just watching this documentary that was called the last laugh and it yeah is, I want to um... watch it oh yeah you should okay um, I'll spoil it right now for you okay man. no but uh, it's all about uh, comedians primarily Jewish comedians talking about world war two and likes actual Holocaust survivors, right? What they thought was funny and whatnot. Yeah. And, um, they were talking about like people in the concentration camps making jokes. Yeah. Because that's literally all they had. Right, right. To lighten their situation right. is humor. Right. And how like Jewish people nowadays, because you know, their ancestors survived that all that stuff, putting that all into context, uh, you can make jokes about that mm-hmm. because it's it's kind of brings you together in some sort of way. It's yeah, it's a absolutely. shared experience yeah. that you're trying to do. Um, but then there are things that are off limits, like Holocaust jokes off-limits right. jokes about nazis for days like yeah, yeah you can joke about those people because like we're saying those people got hit by a bus right those nazis yeah weren't right. looking across the road yeah. right right uh and then we can laugh at those kind of things yeah. um and those people who were involved in tragedy you know mm-hmm. you talk about like 9-11 survivors who were there making jokes yeah you know um not on the day probably <laughs> yeah. but uh afterward right uh and people who were in New York at the time Gilbert Gottfried I think made the first 911 joke mm. um but then it's like uh how long do we have to wait before we can feel comfortable making jokes yeah. about things like that Yeah. you know just as an american yeah like, how often how long do i have to wait to make a 911 joke or, right. or we can make a lot of oklahoma city bombing jokes or yeah. you know just dumb things like that about horrible situations yeah and have them be funny and i think it's it's when i originally got into this episode i was like well are the people who just don't have feelings making these mm-hmm, jokes mm-hmm. but no it's the complete opposite yeah it is the people who have the most compassion right and who feel the most towards the things they're making the jokes yeah because they resonate with people yeah exactly yeah like mm-hmm. i don't want to make a 9-11 joke because I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I don't care to, you know. Yeah. It's just something horrible that happened, but uh, I don't have any, like, lingering right, right. You know, feelings about right. it, you know. Yeah. um, I don't know if you experience things like that. Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, I'll give you a little peek behind uh, the curtain for some of my jokes, but, I, you know, like, I have a joke journal. I try to write things that I find funny, mm-hmm. and there's ways to, like, flip tragedies like that, you know what I mean? Like, you don't even have to talk about how, obviously a lot of people died 9-11 it was like a huge threat of like national security The like, mm-hmm. America was like we don't know what to do after this like literally this has never happened so but sure. all of that but like I've been toying with the idea to I don't know maybe make a joke or either write a sketch about there's a president not necessarily mm-hmm. Donald Trump in fact it's explicitly not Donald Trump but a president whose birthday is on 9-11 sure. and then and then, you know, they're like, so sh- are we allowed to celebrate? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, yeah. And he's like, well, I I kind of want to party. But he has to go out and, like, do all these speeches. Like, mm-hmm. we should be sad today. But then 30 minutes later, he's blowing a kazoo.
0: Yeah. And, you know, with a party hat on. But and that I think, thought is hilarious. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, um... But it's it's just like you're playing on something inside of us yeah. that, uh, is it's it's not offended yeah right yeah it's kind of provoked in a in a good way yeah like it's like a fire that's just being stoked like yeah i have these thoughts yeah like and they're stupid and awful and to play these down is kind of a disservice to to everyone i mean we all we all joke about this kind of shit
1: yeah yeah it's weird how it like it captures that weird wavelength that you just don't focus on you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and it's like I'm sure we've all had the thought like well I wonder if I should kill somebody or something like that but you know there's jokes about like what would happen if I was murdered or whether I was captured and I was being held alive you know hostage or something like that but it's the thing where it's like since you're not going to talk about it I'm going to Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's kind of the job our job you know what I mean yeah is to like talk about something no one's ever talked about figure out
0: why it's funny <laughs> exactly right yeah and then figure out like what's what's not funny these days yeah, too. yeah. i mean it, like i said earlier it's it's okay to talk about some things and some things it's just not okay right, right to talk about like uh making jokes about nazis fine making jokes about the holocaust not fine right 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 um but i mean it, it's we got to test the waters too mm-hmm. you know we can't be afraid to <laughs> not because like yeah. you said Everyone kind of fantasizes about being murdered a little bit. Like yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. Sure. That's why we like true murder shows. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Um, and you can talk about that for days. Yeah. You know? I mean it's not like a kink or anything. It's just a weird uh fight or flight misfire yeah. in our brain that makes yeah. us think that. Yeah. And you know, that's why it's funny too. Right. You just gotta kinda explore those unknown areas when you're a comedian. Yeah. And then I don't think that inherently makes you, like, a careless person. Right, An unempathetic right. person. It just makes you, like, uh, I don't know, an explorer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, it's... I think doing things for shock value... Uh, yeah, really that's an interesting... Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's a weird fine line between shock value mm-hmm. and um, just your like tastelessness yeah too and
1: that's also the thing where it's like we learn in improv we got to read the room figure out yeah but also like the job as a comedian um even if your shtick is like i don't know death jokes or like suicide jokes or something like that you got to be able how to figure out where to stick them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like where like what about a suicide can be made funny or is funny? Yeah. And how does it fit into like your, uh, into like a dialogue? You know what I mean? mean, Because not everything fits. And also like, uh, the job of a comedian is to like figure out socially what's missing of like, what can be filled in, Yeah, I think, or what can be added onto, but like, uh, of just like layering these little pieces of culture or, or, or media, you know extravagant thoughts mm-hmm. and just like passing them forward
0: yeah yeah and I don't think a lot of people uh, even very popular comedians uh, know that it's a lot of work and research that goes into right. like, constructing something like this. Yeah. And it's a lot of trial and error and maybe you might try something on an open mic night one yeah. night or something like that. Yeah, Really refine things and try to figure out why they're funny where you place them. Yeah. If yeah. you open up a set like, oh, so my niece just killed herself. Right, right. That's really tough to recover from, something yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. Or uh, I do... Um, my very first time I did stand up, I did something like, uh, my nieces were so, um, dumb and playful or whatever that if there was a zombie apocalypse, they'd probably be responsible for their own deaths or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Which was pretty funny, but, right, you know, right. it took me a long time to, uh, actually nail that down. Right, right. You know, and it doesn't mean I don't love my nieces or anything <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, they're it's just kind of dumb sometimes. Right, right. Um, I oh,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that it's it's also great how you craft jokes. You know what I mean? Like at least my process, and I think uh, probably a lot of people do this, but it's like I try to find something funny, and then I think about it, and then I write it on like the bottom of the page, and then I give mm-hmm. myself a page to talk about why exactly it's funny. Oh, And sure, then I yeah. use that as the setup, and then by the end of it, when I just say this line and I say like, and that's why cats and dogs shouldn't live together. It's freaking hilarious, or yeah. something like that. Okay. You know what I mean? and it's just like you got to work your way you can mm. you know like there's material about everything and we we were just talking about that and I think everything can be like uh, the summation of a joke mm-hmm. but you got to you got to figure out how to word it as yeah. a joke you know
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then just to be able to justify it like you do with right, your image right. there. Yeah. Like, when I write a joke, I got to think about it for right. a long time. Right. Uh, oh, my God. Man, the, the amount of times I have written out a tweet that was hilarious Yeah. but then have deleted it, rewrote it again, yeah. trying to make it like yeah. hit in the way that it should hit yeah. rather than in a way that might be misconstrued. Right. Right. Uh, And then sometimes I just like, I write it like 12 times and think it's, it's not possible. I'm not going to make it yeah. as funny yeah. and uh, make it hit in the way I want to. Yeah. So I just, just abandon it. Right. And it really right. sucks. Yeah. But <laughs> you're like, Oh, this is so, so good, but I can't, defend or justify it yeah uh in like words in in a right. good way right right so uh sometimes you just gotta give shit up i mean yeah that's it i mean but that's that's the same with anything it's just work to do comedy yeah is what it is yeah like you don't become a master at it by mm-hmm. uh you know doing it for a couple of years getting popular because you're like a slam comic yeah and then getting a netflix special and you're like oh i've made it i need to stop here you know right right like everyone's right. don wrinkles or whatever the <laughs> yeah um anthony jeselnik I'll yeah. Say that. <laughs> yeah yeah uh but it's just um it is work and yeah. it is Academia is what it is. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, it's it's not something that you just go into blindly. Right. Well, you can. Uh, like, yeah. I, there's that one guy in our improv uh, troupe. Uh, you know, is he's he's, uh, he's he's the big guy. Daniel. Oh, I don't. I wasn't gonna say it. Oh, okay. And we can just bleep it out. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, he doesn't really <laughs> understand yet the kind of structure and things and then we might be like uh oh we're uh it's fun getting churros at disneyland and he comes in he's like i'm jorge jorge the mexican Ah, i want to see my sombrero yeah and you're like what the fuck right like you you have not done the work Mm -hmm. as a human you know, mm-hmm, in just mm-hmm. understanding human behavior, yeah, uh, or the Kermit climate you're in, or even your audience. We're your audience. You don't yeah. know. You should know us, right? Right. right you know. Right, right. So it's very odd, uh, and yeah. I th- I think that just goes to show that uh, comedy is not easy. Yeah, and I-, I love meeting
1: people who all who like respect that and understand mm-hmm. that, but also like, um, man, taking like ah. You know, like I've been trying to work on uh, the act recently Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, well, should I start with then or that? You know what (laughs) I mean? Or it's like these really little words or I'm trying to think or sometimes you erase it, but you keep coming back to this one way of saying it. Yeah. And you're like, but I can only make myself laugh if I say it exactly this way, but the setup doesn't work. (laughs) So you got to figure all this out. And it's just such like it's wordplay and it's like. Uh, that's why I find the exercise to like write exactly why it's funny. Yeah. You know, helps as helps as like an exercise but um the the work to get a joke out is astronomical. Mm-hmm. And especially even just talking, you know what I mean? Like um like l- I've said this before, I think everybody's funny. I think everybody has like a really great joke that they can bounce off of you, you sure, know what I mean? Yeah. But Uh, I love seeing people talk and then for a split second in their mind, they're just like, they zip through some little mental pathway Mm -hmm. and they come up with this joke to arrive at this conclusion and they do it in like a split second. And I know that's, you know, like how we talk. We just come up with things off the top of our heads. But like to be able to like talk so quickly and to figure it out and how to word a joke so immediately and so precisely is incredibly uh, rare and special. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's that time. Okay. Uh, about your scores. You took that test. I sure did. Yeah. Why yeah. don't you uh, plug some stuff?
1: Maybe I'll do some stand up at the ABQ at the 505. And let's see. Uh, I, I recently wrote a movie. It's going to be coming out. It'll probably be published on YouTube. And um, after that hopefully i'll just be doing some improv and uh making some more jokes as i go along but that's the plan currently
0: Uh okay so i'm gonna guess yeah at your scores okay and i gotta admit uh usually from talking with people i I get pretty close i have no idea about yours really uh yeah yeah i don't yeah um it's probably uh just your voice the timbre. Yeah,
1: I, I usually talk at a... It's like you think I'm concealing something. Yeah. But the, it's just like I've trained myself to to bark at like one level. You know what I sure, mean? Sure, yeah. I'm like a well-trained dog. But it's <laughs> just like if I bark, it means I need food.
0: Okay. And that's okay. all it means. Man. Um, so, I... Thing. Well, first of all, this is the Levinson self-report psychopathy test. I had yeah. you take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two traits that you scored in between a one and a five. Mm-hmm. Uh, primary psychopathy and secondary psychopathy. Mm-hmm. Secondary psychopathy being deviance. primary psychopathy being like the antisocial stuff. Mm-hmm. Before I do this. Yes. Um, did your score surprise you? Um,
1: quite honestly, I didn't. Know anything about what my scores meant. Oh, I was reading the blurbs. Okay. And then I, I kind of figured it out, but I also sort of forgot, so it might surprise me right now. Yeah, and it has might, been a while. It's I might been turn like a into a murderous <laughs> rampage right now. Or,
0: uh, sure. I don't know. Discover something about myself. Damn. Yeah. Uh, well, scores between a 1 and a 5, 1 being the least psychopathic, 5 being the most. Yeah. Uh, in primary psychopathy, the antisocial traits and stuff like that, I'm going to say you scored. Um, very low. Okay. I'm gonna say you scored a 1.8. Okay. Uh, secondary psychopathy being deviants, I'm gonna say you scored a 2.5. Wow. Okay. Yeah. C- can I guess for myself since I don't know? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say
1: primary. I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go higher than deviance. Okay. I think i I think I probably scored like a 2.3 or something like okay. that. Okay. Um, for antisocial. I don't think I'm that antisocial. I'd say I'd probably score like a 1.5. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Something Let's like see. that.
0: All right. Well, oh my God. What is it? Well, the first one I was spot on. Really? Primary psychopathy, uh, antisocial stuff. It's uh, 1.8. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Dead on there. I was a little off with the secondary one. Uh, what was your, for the second, the deviance? Uh, yeah, deviance was like 1.5 or so. Yeah, the deviance um it is a one point nine. Wow. So I overshot, you undershot. Yeah. You're not in the middle there. Uh which is still not very deviant at all, but it's you know Yeah. It's a stupid test. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I like take it with a grain of salt because it's used yeah. more towards deviance in this test. Yeah. Like every question is like, oh, is bad to lie. Do you agree? Right right, it's right, stupid. right, right, right. Um and of course you scored pretty low. So, uh, you're a pretty empathetic person, it sounds like. Well, yeah. Uh,
1: (laughs) I did feel feel bad about laughing about the guy's tarp. Oh, Uh, yeah, the tarp? the tarp really haunts me at night because... Well, watch his driving, because if he was a shitty
0: driver, then that would give you more credence to laugh. Yeah,
1: my favorite thing to do, actually, in the car Mm -hmm. is watch people drive, and then I talk to myself about this guy... So I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, "Oh, he's a nice pharmaceutical salesman." Oh and yeah. He's got a dog. It's uh he named it Tiramisu and uh his house is too big, but he wants to move out and uh and then I talk about his
0: mom for a little bit. Oh good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just uh, you know, it's funny what we do in the car. Like with yeah, my yeah. uh with my fiance. Uh, Right now Like a lot of times When someone drives Like an asshole Mm -hmm. I'll say something Just crazy Like I hope he gets Into a horrific car crash Yeah He gets ejected From the window Yeah And he loses All of the toes On his left foot Yeah Like something dumb Like that Like just Absolutely But then uh, With a different audience Like my friend Melissa We would always Be in the car together And someone would Drive like shit And we just do the very like kids in the hall kind of oh I'm just a big yeah. driver, yeah. stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it, that was hilarious too.
1: Yeah, So it's, yeah. it's
0: still an audience thing too. Yeah,
1: actually, last night me and my friend Sarah do this thing where yeah. uh, we have this little bit where we pre- we pretend we're a comic uh, that has to do like ninety five percent crowd work. Okay, So he's going up there and he's clapping a lot. I probably won't clap because it's really loud. (laughs) But pretend I'm clapping and I'm going, hey, come on, guys. I'm just having fun up here. Come on. Come on. You know, it's all right. Can I get a shout out for our barista in the back? Come on, guys. Go ahead. And I like point out the mic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or we'll give each other a topic. And I'm like, college roommates. And then she goes, okay, so I had this friend named Jeff, right? Yeah. And he's got a lizard. So he brings it to college. And then we make up this whole awful god awful comic act who has to keep stopping the show and being like come on guys i'm just uh i'm just playing please <laughs> come just, on yeah hey you know, hey, you a know waitress just, yeah come on can that's we get hilarious. a shout out for gerald come on gerald <laughs> we have the uh before picture of a bosley commercial in the front no i'm just kidding come oh on. man come on that's guys good, that's good
0: come on guys that's hilarious because if there's ever an awkward silence in anything yeah if like it's like a funeral or something yeah. i'll go into a horrible one-man show yeah like that's I just it totally understand yeah yeah but you know what? People laugh, and yeah, that's, that's good. true. And that's because comedy is not inherently psychopathic. I'm going to say that right here. Wow, it is not. It is a. It is a deeply empathetic thing. Yeah. And I think it only resonates because of empathy. Yeah, I agree. I agree fully. Nice. Well, thank you for coming on the show, talking about comedy with yeah, me. Yeah, totally. It was a lot of fun. Definitely. Uh, we'll see you doing stand up in Albuquerque soon.